0: Hey everyone and welcome back to the Weekly Awakening Podcast. It is your host, Cosmic Colleen, back with another weekly astro alert. I don't know about you, but with all this Aries energy beginning and it began yesterday, I'm feeling on fire. First of all, Mercury moving out of Pisces and into Aries. We go from Sadie to batty. <laughs> Yesterday, Mercury moved into Aries. Today, the sun moves into Aries at 5 24 p.m. And then tomorrow, Tuesday, we have a new moon in Aries. And then we got Pluto moving into Aquarius this week. And then on Saturday, Mars moves out of Gemini after being in Gemini for a very long time and is now moving into Cancer. That is on Saturday. So we got a lot happening and a lot to talk about. This is kind of the beginning of, of the spring madness I was talking about a few months ago. Um, there's a lot of big things happening this week, but we're kicking it off with some excitement and some understanding. Last week was definitely tough with all those planets um, in Pisces squaring Mars. We saw the truth, like I talked about last week. We saw the truth in ourselves and others that we didn't want to see anymore. We got the clarity, though, that we had been asking yet fearing. And it also, just last week, was just melancholy. It was kind of tiring and slow and melancholy. And like I said, now we're going to take a lot of action steps and we're going to be feeling the action within us. Okay, let's start. I want to add and talk a little bit more about Saturn and Pisces before I get into all of this Aries energy. Um, as you guys know, each episode, probably the last three weeks, I've been getting some, giving some pretty good details about Um, Saturn and Pisces. So if you want to be a little more updated, and you're just checking in on this podcast with this episode, go back to the last couple episodes and listen to Saturn and Pisces. So since Saturn moved into Pisces, it's been right on my descendant, conjunct Mars and Pisces. And I've been feeling different ways of like, where do what do I need to let go of that is no longer serving me? What's not healthy? What's toxic? And within that limbo of, of myself, I've also been doing a lot of soul spiritual work again which I've been telling you guys about and last week was so I did so much it was it was kind of it was kind of unbelievable Um, I got to sit in on a class you know one of my friends had sent me the zoom class with the director of um, the Dharma College and her father is like a Buddhist monk and I wanted to share a little bit because as I was listening to it on Wednesday I was like oh my god this is such Saturn and Pisces and Saturn and Pisces we want to talk about what is the truth of suffering. When we look at Saturn, we look at suffering and and what helps, you know, what what creates suffering in our lives. And in Pisces, as you know, they like to suffer. They like to be in denial and they sometimes can get stuck or lost in that sort of woe is me suffering energy. So I was taking down some notes as I was listening to her talk to this. There was like maybe 10 of us on this call, Listening to her talk, and Saturn in Pisces is revealing the truth of our suffering, and I can't remember the person she said, but someone um, wrote out two thousand six hundred years ago. Someone wrote out, and she was talking of off of this, a Buddhist monk. What is the truth of our suffering? And that really got me thinking. Some for some reason, this whole call that um, really kind of stood out to me. What is the truth of our suffering? Think about that. Think about it this week. I know you're going to listen to the rest of the episodes or else I'd say take a moment now. But in general, reflect. What is the truth of your suffering? What tends to bring you suffering? And those feelings of suffering, which is like you're sort of lost. You don't know which way to go and you feel angst inside your body. You don't feel right. You don't want to feel happy. What is the truth of your suffering and what is causing your suffering? And I can tell you most likely when you sit and you go to it, it's going to be attachment and control. I know for myself, um, The suffering, and it's not just me, I know it's the Buddhist principle of detachment. You know, most of our suffering comes from these attachments and and the desire to control. And the truth is, we can't control anyone or anything outside of ourselves. We cannot. All we can control is us and our reactions to those things outside of us that we can't control. Do you understand that? And the attachments that we place on others to somehow superficially fill a void when we know, you know, our mind is tricky because really the only thing to fill the void is spirituality and that all that good, you know, God universe stuff. Yet our mind puts us, we need that to be happy. I need that. I need that love. I need that outfit. I need that. I need this. I need that attention. Um, But really, in the end, that causes true suffering. And so, with Saturn and Pisces, these next two and a half years, it's going to be revealing um, the truth about our suffering and what causes us to suffer and how do we grow beyond that. So, really sit with yourself this week, like I said, and really focus. And maybe it's already showing up for you. Maybe you're already feeling a little bit of that suffering in some sort of way. How can you release that? And also, one more thing with Saturn Pisces, a foundation, um, you know, Saturn rules foundation and concrete and understanding, very earth, very grounded. And for the last five years, it's been in its home signs of Capricorn and Aquarius. So the foundation was strong. It was building the foundation. It was believing in the foundation. It was understanding the foundation and it created something strong. Now, in Pisces, something in your life doesn't really necessarily feel so solid or strong anymore. It almost feels like, you know, it's, you know, and now we have to force to find solitude within ourselves. And that is really all in the end that we have, right? Like we have this, we have this body, we have ourselves. So maybe the solid foundation you thought with your relationship or at work or, you know, with family, maybe now it's, it's in Pisces, so it's getting all watery and it's not so solid. However, you are now forced to find solitude in yourself and also to reexamine your beliefs and your values because it's gotten shaken up a little bit. All right, that's my little tangent on Saturn Pisces, because I'm ready to just move a little bit away from that Pisces energy, (laughs) even though we won't be totally with Saturn and Pisces, but I'm ready to move away from it a little bit and talk about Aries. So last week, like I had said, we got the truth revealed to us, and we saw it. We could no longer see it. Last week, we probably went back and forth between feeling lost about something, feeling in limbo, not quite understanding then things are shifting into Aries and we're ready to take the action. We're ready to take the action we need. All of, You know, we might all of a sudden have awareness now. We're not so lost anymore. Now, you know, when we're lost, we probably prayed. You know, again, I know I did a lot of like praying and work and intention work last week. And so with this new, new moon in Aries, it's happening a uh, Few hours after the moon in Pisces squares Mars. So uh, I guess it will be bright and early tomorrow morning, like four in the morning. I got to look on my schedule. Four in the morning, I think it is. The moon will be in Pisces and then on its way out, it squares Mars in Gemini before it goes and moves into Aries and begins the new moon. So again, and not the last square in Pisces. The Mars squared everything last week in Pisces. So we can feel that final oomph. But if, but I feel as though the moon is going to be that final oomph inside of ourselves. Like we're going to be driven to want to change. We're going to feel like, you know what? I'm so sick of my bullshit. I'm so sick of this person's bullshit. I'm done. I'm ready to just make a change. And then it, the new moon begins tomorrow evening. And then a few hours after that, I'm sorry, tomorrow afternoon. And then a few hours after that, it conjuncts Mercury. So mer- Mercury is really going to be conjunct and be really connected with this new moon in aries which is good remember mercury was not happy in pisces mercury gets depressed lost and unsure in pisces but in aries it gets a little bit on fire so so now like i said we witness the truth in ourselves and others and the clarity we can no longer unsee now with this new moon in Aries though we're ready to take charge but the take charge might feel a little more aggressive a little more energy a little more of that Mars like energy um Mars rules over Aries Mars is the <laughs> god of war it like its first reaction Mars is to fight sever and activate Bring energy, um, bring, bring a little bit of chaos, and it's the shadow activator. But it also is how we take action. We need that drive to take action. So now with the new moon in Pisces, we're going to make an aggressive change We're ready to take charge of our life. And again, I say aggressive because that's very Mars Aries energy. It doesn't have to be bad aggressive, but like aggressive, you know, like WWE wrestler. Like I'm about to go down there and lay my smack down on everyone. Cold, you know, Steve Cold's what was his name? Cold Steve Austin or whatever the fuck he was. I liked him. Actually, I loved The Rock. I was very, and I love China too. The Rock and China. Um. And so now we're moving forward with the positive changes in aggressive manner to take charge of your life. You now know what you need to do. You now know the action plan. You're going to wake up this week and you're going to see the action plan and you're going to have the energy to move forward and take those steps. So with the Mercury, you know, right after it's conjoined Mercury, but Mercury will be connected the entire time, even during the exact uh, new moon conjunction, there's going to be power in our mind again, not feeling so lost uh, again, like we were in Pisces season. And we're going to have the mental attention and stamina to follow through and follow through with power. This is also a new moon where we could, you know, really say something uh, with a lot of power in our words that gets us what we want, gets us what we desire, you know, or at least gets the point across about what we desire. And this is how we're going to show and align with our true strength. I want to talk about a power ritual to do with this new moon. So with the new moons, you know, sometimes we're really vibing with the new moon. And, and we're like, I'm in a moon circle and I'm sitting down. And I'm doing everything I can. And other times I'm laying in my bed doing it. Luckily, we got two got two big moons we celebrate every month. So if you have the time, I suggest you take it, though, with this and actually do a new moon ritual. A, we're beginning the zodiac year. We're beginning a brand new zodiac year, kicking it off with a new moon in Aries and with Mercury there. So we want to actually take the time to really harness our power with intention and setting intentions. So first, for this power ritual, um, what makes you feel powerful? Think about that. Is it a so- It can be anything, anything, and it can be multiple things. It doesn't just have to be one. Is it a song? Is it a mantra? Is it a certain outfit? Is it dance? Is it sex? Is it mirrors? Um, you know, is it affirmations? It can, and again, like I said, it could be all of those things, but really focus first and figure out what makes you feel the most powerful. I know I feel really powerful, to be honest with you, not only music, um, but in certain outfits, I very, I I can get very lit up with a certain, when I'm on point, you know, total bad bitch energy, I feel quite powerful, like I can take over. So for me, it's a little bit of an outside aesthetic that matches with the yin. Now, dedicate or take at least one hour to be alone. Now, this could also be done in a moon circle. So if you're already, you know, with a group planning on a moon circle, it doesn't have to be alone. Um, It could be with a group. But, I mean, just don't, like, do this sitting watching Spongebob with your kids, you know, actually make the intention to get into a pure energy and have pure surroundings when you do this. Now, find a frequency, Uh, you can find one for a good power source is 528 Hertz. And also, you know, these work with the solar plexus chakras as well as like the root note frequency, which is starts at around 182 Hertz and wear, feel, think, touch, whatever we talked about, whatever makes you feel powerful and bring in all those elements. And in fact, you could either wear it, you could just think it, visualize it. You could bring it into the circle with you. You know, there's not too many rules. The ritual feels whatever feels right to you. These are just some suggestions. Um, Whatever makes you. And envision, okay? You got your hurts on. You're laying on the floor. You're in your sexy dress. You got a mirror around you. Maybe you got some lipstick on. (laughs) Again, I'm just going off what makes me feel sexy. Could be other stuff for you guys. And you are going to close your eyes and you're going to envision a really powerful moment. So not only are you in these things that make you feel powerful outside of yourself, but now you're in your mind and you're envisioning a powerful moment or a time in your life where you saw that power, right? And you felt that power and you're going to close your eyes and you're going to go to yourself in that powerful moment and you're going to hold yourself in that powerful moment. You're going to look in your eyes of yourself in that powerful moment. Whatever moments inside your head, you're going to take your now body inside your head and meet up with it. And then you are going to meet up in your mind with the vision of power, that, that powerful moment. And you're going to imagine bright yellow, warm energy surrounding you, covering you, merging you, merging you with that past powerful moment with the power of you today and who you are. And you're going to embrace that, okay? Now, that's the basis. You can, you can go from there. You know, you can add to it, subtract from it and go from there. But that is the basis of that ritual and sit with that, sit with that for an hour as well as sometimes like I even like to, I'm a big writer, so I love to write out and it can just be as simple as an affirmation of I am powerful. I am powerful. I am powerful. After you do this ritual, you can put a post-it note that said, I am powerful. Wear bright yellow this whole week. And also any new moon action with fire is very good as well. Um, Fire, you know, something to light that fire fire inside of you. Maybe even for those of you um, that have it local all the time, you could do a fire walk. I I try to look. There wasn't one in my area for like two weeks, but you could do a firework or, you know, a bonfire. You could also just burn shit that doesn't make you feel powerful, that makes you feel weak in a bonfire. That would be good as well. So that is all of my um, spiel on that power ritual. And also something else I want to add. Remember what I said that Mars is a shadow activator. It activates our shadows and it sees. It allows us to see the parts of ourselves that we don't always want to see. So we can take a fearless moral inventory of ourselves with this new moon. How are we living? How are we understanding? How are we loving? How are we doing all those things? You know. But more importantly, how are we living? And focus on that. Are we living with pure intention? Or are we living in a sneaky little world? Um, are we living in our shadows or are we living in the light? And it's also okay to be, to fluctuate between both because we're meant to fluctuate between both. You know, we're never all, you know, humans here. There's a few perfect, you know, people that have come over the hundreds of thousands of years, but we have both light and, and dark and shadows in us. And so it is supposed to fluctuate. And then hopefully in life with a lot of work, most of the time it stays on the side of light. Um, sometimes I'll still go back to dark, but stays on the, on that light. And how can you um, remove any of those shadows you need to and take the next step? So a powerful, but more of like like I said, getting sick of your own bullshit. You're not afraid to see what's holding you back anymore like you were in Pisces season, you're ready to take charge. Okay, we got a big thing with Pluto and Aquarius, you know, balancing out the playing field. Uh, Pluto and Aquarius, Pluto is an outer planet, and it is a very small planet. But a mighty planet and a powerful planet and in Hellenistic ancient astrology, it rules over the collective. So you're not going to find it as big personal. It can be depending on uh, how it's aspecting your own personal natal chart. But in general, with Pluto and Aquarius, we're going to see it in the collective and the world around us shifting and changing. And it's moving out of Capricorn where it was there, I think, for a little bit over 20 years. And, And we saw... The power of structure. We saw the power of restriction. We saw the power with Saturn, and there was a lot of good building and a lot of good balancing and a lot of good. However, some of these structures that Pluto was built in Capricorn were no longer standing. It's not going with the times anymore, and and we saw that play out with um, with some things, especially I think the Saturn Uranus dynamic throughout the last couple years we're now shaking it back up. So now we built this big, big, solid foundation, but then we realized, oh, wait, wait, maybe the world isn't really like that. We've made so many changes and progressive. When Pluto was in Capricorn, it was really about going back to the old times and holding on to the old times, actually. And now with Pluto in Aquarius, it's like moving on forward into the future times and in a really fast, kind of chaotic way. I think we're going to see a lot of shifts fast in the next couple of years. And, uh... Fast shifts. You know, we're gonna move from the people, you know, the old white man that's been ruling the corporation worlds forever. Just, no offense, to old white man. I'm just giving you an example as we talk about, because it's not all of you, but just that moving into like the young hipster at 21 and all of their ideas of how the life really should be and what's fair. And with Aquarius, there's a lot about playing, balancing out the playing field and what is fair. And that's why I'm saying so for a long time. You know, the Aquarius versions are like, it's not fair that these old white men have all the money and they rule everything and they don't help out. And now the young hipsters are coming in and they're saying, okay, well, guess what? It's time that we're going to help out. It's time we're going to be even. It's time we're going to help out the less fortunate and we're going to balance out the playing field. We are going to even out the playing field and balancing out radical change in the world. And 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 again, in a good light, Aquarius wants to lead, but lead with... um not with freedom. What's the word I'm looking for? It wants to lead with openness. It wants to. It's fair. It's fair. It wants to lead with fair. It wants to make radical change with what's fair. Think about all the Aquarius. You know, it's always about what is fair, and they have a good. They have a good understanding. But as long as it kind of brings a little bit about balance, you know, with Libra and Aquarius, uh, the air signs, they're similar. Um, Libra wants balance as well, and it wants to do good, and it wants to even out the playing field, but it's it's a little scared to, to be so blunt about it, where Aquarius is not scared to be so blunt about it. It's going to make the radical change. It's going to tell you exactly how, and it's going to tell you exactly why you're wrong. <laughs> That's the Aquarius energy. And I think we're going to see the truth in the underworld exposed. Pluto brings out the underworld, so the underworld. I think in the next couple of weeks we're going to have some scandals, um, polit. I may in the next couple of months. I would say we're big. The next few months, some bigger scandals, political scandals, um, big world scandals again, over these next two or three months, just like something within our world, within our country, within all of that, that was under that was under the world that is now being exposed. And we're going to see, oh shit. And it's going to be exposed for the better so we can then make the change. And then there's going to be a lot of future tech dystopia. I actually, you know, did not come up with this one on my own. This was one of the first things I really heard when I listened to the astrology podcast. And I heard them talking about um, Pluto and Aquarius, I guess a couple months ago. And this made made the most sense to me. Like as soon as they said, um, future tech dystopia, I was like, holy shit, that is absolutely going to be. And they were talking about how already there had been like, um, in San Francisco, I got pulled off the table, but like robots roaming around with guns, things like that. I think the things that we thought were really smart, um, maybe ended up fucking us over in the end, to be honest with you. So future tech Dystopia. So um, the way that money's going all online, the way we're doing this, we're making such fast technical advances, like ridiculously fast, like unbelievably fast. I don't even think we realize how fast until later. And I think we're now for Pluto and Aquarius, the next 20-some years, we're going to be in a little bit of a tech dystopia. We're going to say, oh shit, maybe we shouldn't have done that. Maybe we shouldn't have, you know, everyone have a chatbot and robots in our entire house. I have this horrible theory that, like, I don't know what it'd be, hopefully like a thousand years, but as robots come, eventually, we're all going to have our own personal robot. We pretty much do within our phones and Alexas and everything. And then, it's going to be studying us and knowing every one of our moves, and then it's going to upload a robotic version of ourselves, and then they're going to cu- kill off the human race. <laughs> that, that's my fear, honestly. I don't think it'll be in any of our lifetimes, but my fear around robots is that, because why wouldn't they? You know, they'll be the stronger ones. They'll be the survival ones. They'll be smart enough to think, you know, robots think they're real people, and they'll see how we're destroying everything, and we're not that smart as them. We're like, we'll have brains like squirrels compared to robots, and then, you know, they'll upload. they will be a beautiful version of Colleen the robot and they'll, they'll kill me off. Um, that's just like a weird, but you know, it's probably not that far off to be honest with you. Okay. Last but not least, I know this episode went a little bit longer because a lot is happening this week, but Mars is in cancer at the end of the week and we are moving out of Mars and Gemini. We had a retrograde a long time in Gemini, and it's jumping into where it's debilitated at. It's not happy. The, the Mars is not happy in the moon sign. Mars wants to wreak havoc, and then it's jumping into the sign of the moon, which is harmony, which is love, which is understanding, which is birth and creation, and Mars is destruction. And, and it's not, so it's going to be like Mars and Gemini was kind of fun and loose. Honestly, having a long time, if you want to have Mars long time in a sign, Gemini is actually kind of it. It's a very detached sign. It's very mutable, but now it's moving right into cancer. And so we have to finish. um, We're going to, we're going to be feeling the emotions that we weren't while Mars was in Gemini. Well, Mars was in Gemini. It was in the mind sign, and it was in the sign of Gemini, which can just flight around and sort of live life without actually really taking in the emotions of what's happening. It can make steps but not take in the emotions. So I think when Mars moves into Cancer, we're going to be a little bit sad. And not in general. I just shouldn't say sad, all of us. I would say just emotional. I think we're going to be feeling the emotions of these last eight months where we were kind of ignoring them. And then now we can't anymore because all of the things, maybe there was destruction, maybe there was pain, maybe there was mishandling misuse of it over these last eight months. And then we were like, okay, we're going to avoid it, which is very Gemini energy. Like I'm going to avoid that. And now it's in cancer and we can't avoid it anymore. So we're going to actually be feeling and hearing and understanding the pain of Mars and Gemini while Mars is in cancer. Um, and, and we're going to be forced to slow down. We're going to be forced to go inward a little bit. And maybe some of those layers um, or maybe some of that trauma that we ignored will come up. There can be definitely some more fighting or some more angst with our mothers, with our own children, um, and something is disrupting our comfort, you know, and the moon sign, we love comfort. We're all about comfort and enjoyment. And when Mars moves in there, something just disrupted our comfort. Um, something disrupted it in a big way. Um, and it could be just like happenstance where it's just as bullshit and you hate it and you just have to accept it and just get over it after a couple of days. Or it could also, you could also take it a little further and question yourself, what kind of comfort is this? And why is this comfort being removed from me? Why am I being forced out of my comfort zone? Um, am I stuck here and, and, I'm, and I'm not moving forward in my life because I'm so comfortable and that's why this is being removed so I can get out of my comfort zone and really align and really strive to uh, my highest, greatest purpose? So if something disrupts your comfort, because it will, try to think a little deeper into it. Again, sometimes things happen just because shit happens. But a lot of times, there's a deeper understanding below it. Why am I being thrown out of my comfort zone right now, and why am I no longer feeling comfort? ooh, ooh that was a lot that was a long episode, guys. Like I told you, um, a lot happening this week, a lot a lot of mixture of emotions and blending and but really taking charge and taking fearless charge and not you know not having the fear. All right, well, I hope everyone has a fabulous week. I hope that you do something for your soul. I hope you do that power ritual and harness that power because you are an amazing, powerful being and I love you so much. Thank you again for everyone who continues to support this podcast. The best way right now to support this podcast is to rate, review, subscribe, comment on my social media about astrology and pass this on to someone else. Thank you guys for listening every week and who continue to support me. I love you guys. Go kick some Aries ass.